wake up, it's Christmas. We got presents to open. Good morning. Or whatever time it is, welcome back to the Peace, Love, and Applesauce podcast. My name is Juan. My name is Abby. And we miss you. We missed you. We love you. Thanks for being here. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen to us. We appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And even if you stop right here, see ya. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you anyway. (laughs) You came this far just be like, get me the fuck out of here. Yep. Nah, we just kidding. How you doing today, bud? I'm doing pretty good. How's uh, growing that baby? I ask you like all the time, but I'm asking again. Uh, Today it feels fine. Yeah? Yep. What's happening? Uh, I'm not f- nauseous or exhausted, so. How big are they again? The size of a My Little Pony. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's crazy, man. The real question is, how are you? Oi. We're good. Been kind of anxious lately, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, uh... We talked through some some stuff this morning. We'll dive into that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we've cut through all the bullshit today. We're like, nah, we're not just letting these feelings feel. We're going to get through this, and we're going to figure out what the problem is. And the reason that we dug is because um, I'm, subsu- I'm subscribed to this uh, weekly newsletter that I get in my email, uh, that's for astrology mm-hmm. and it tells you what the moon is every day of the week and how the moon affects the day and right. your feelings and all of that stuff if you care for astrology if not no big deal i like it so it definitely helps because like I'll, I'll wake up and be like man i feel so terrible like having all of these feelings that i'm like oh yeah, I'm subscribed to that thing, let me check. And then it kind of lines up and I'm like, okay. And it'll give you some like insight um, of like how to channel that energy and everything. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that. So I took a screenshot today and sent it to Juan after he was telling me about his early morning anxieties. And he literally in there was like cut through the bullshit and get to the bottom of of things. So I was like, you know what, let's dig. Mm -hmm. And we dug. Like, right away, too. I'm in the middle of, like, working. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're just texting through this situation. hmm But this all started with the fact that um, next Thursday, I'm now committed to going to this uh, dance class in Queens. And, you know, beforehand, like, I would have been like, oh, yeah, that's nothing. I'll make it happen. Like, boom, bang, done already paid for the class and Mm -hmm. i'm excited to head there Mm -hmm. but now i even questioned because like this guy his name is john gifted um on instagram and like i've been taking his classes on patreon to keep working on my waving and stuff and like i i really enjoy the way that he moves and breaks down his movements but he's not based in the east coast and he's been in new york for a little bit so he's teaching a class before he heads out and as soon as i saw it i was like oh my god heavy like i'm trying to go like and like of course i get excited but then she's like okay go but then instantly i'm like but 
no, what about the money? What about the gas? I got to work uh, first thing in the morning. That's kind of late. I'll have to leave right after work. Like, just dive down the self-sabotage spiral. Mm-hmm. And it made me super anxious. And then she's like, all right, go ahead. You just got to pay for it. So I messaged the, um, I guess, studio owner or director, whoever it was, about reserving a spot. So I just asked. I was like, hey, are there any spots available? She was like, yeah, um, we just got to confirm payment and, like, you'll be good. So then I didn't send the payment yet because, obviously, I was at work. And uh, got to the end of the day, and she was like, hey, the class filled up. We're just waiting um, for you to confirm payment to, like, get your spot. So, like, there was some confusion that went on. So I thought she had told me that, like, the class was already like sold out and my spot was gone because I didn't pay it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh man, like she was like, just go ahead and pay the money. Like there's a wait list. So I'm thinking I'm getting on the wait list. And then, uh, we cleared it all up and she's like, no, I, I saved your spot. Mm -hmm. I just need you to pay. And like, I had checked the story on Instagram throughout the day. And like, at this point, it was six hours later, and it said that there were only three spots left. And I'm like, oh, man, I missed it. Like, this is what I get. Like, as much as I wanted to, like, have a reason to not go, I was upset that there actually was. And, like. Mm-hmm. But, but she saved your spot. Yeah, and I was like, all right, this means I'm, like, supposed to go to it. So then I had that whole panic, and then I got excited. And then I'm like, bet I'm going to take this class. But, like, then I check to see how far it is and it's almost a four hour drive and then I gotta pay almost like forty dollars in tolls there and back and I don't know where I'm gonna be working that day because I go to different spots to work so like it could be a closer or farther drive than what I estimated from my house so I'm just in my head like I woke up this morning this is how it started so that was all the backstory right Sorry for the long-winded like explanation, but it'll it'll make it it'll make it all make sense. So I wake up this morning, my alarm goes off every day at like 5:45 whether I sleep until my alarm goes off or not. But I woke up and I'm like, "Hmm, next week I got to do this, but I'm probably not getting home till like 1 a.m. How exhausted am I going to be? Like this is going to suck and like instantly at 5:45 in the morning I threw myself into a state of anxiety mm-hmm. about next week. And I'm like just questioning it. Like, oh man, like should I? Like I'm so paranoid about it or like, you know, I started thinking of like scenarios of like getting stuck out there and then not being able to make it. Like, bro, I was diving for no reason first thing in the morning. 5.45 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Unnecessary. And meanwhile, I'm trying to do, like, the two-minute morning book that you gave me to try and, like, sort through things. So it says, it has a section that says, I will let go of, I am grateful for, and I will focus on. And, like, I'm trying to write down the things to help me get out of this mindset. Mm-hmm. But it just, like, it just wouldn't give. Mm-hmm. And then I explained all of this to Abby mm-hmm. about how I woke up like this this morning Yeah, and we started talking through it, and we made a breakthrough because I was like, I was trying to dig, and I thought it was a different issue, Mm -hmm. but when... We about to dive into the receipts. (laughs) Yeah, 
So you said that you said something like this is the process I go through every time. And then I said to you, finding the balance between impulsive you and responsible you is probably what makes every decision like this hard. And Juan never for any reason will send like something in all caps. Mm-hmm. And he said, yes, in yeah, all caps. That was it. And I was like, so that's the issue. Mm-hmm. And Juan said, in all caps again. Um, impulsive me doesn't feel responsible. Yeah. And do you want me to keep reading? Uh, sure. Let me just open up. Um, so I think we actually talked about this before, but, uh, before Juan and I got married, Juan was very impulsive. We kind of discussed this when we talked about like your graduation afterwards. Yeah. So we were going to move to, well, Juan was going to move to New York and then we were both going to move to Florida because New York didn't work out. And it was just like a series of things. There was a lot more impulsive things that happened in between. Yes. But I told him, um, L- <clears throat> LOL, you went from saying, let's move to Florida to can I take a dance class next week? That's a huge, huge difference. And I just moved on to say, like, you have to recognize your progress and you have to accept that you're always going to be an impulsive person. The level of that has obviously changed, Mm -hmm. but it's just how you go about it. And that is what makes the difference. And you go about it very differently. Yeah. Something popped up. It's a week from today. I can't request off for work because I needed two weeks notice for just one day. But the class time is at a time that it, Gives you enough time to drive there, mm-hmm. take the class, mm-hmm. drive home, get some sleep, get up and go to work on a Friday. Yeah. So I'm I like, know. It's fine. Then I proceed to explain, like, I don't feel... I said, I guess I don't see it because I feel like I have to stop all impulsive decisions because of where I led us before... And I don't want to be that selfish again with my choices or my actions. Mm -hmm. Because the last time I just kept ping-ponging off of impulsive decisions led to you taking an extra four years to graduate college. And, like, Mm -hmm. I I held that against myself for a very long time because, like, it all didn't come crashing down until we got home. It had nothing to show for everything that I was trying to do. Mm -hmm. So then I was, like, not that I still hold it, but... We also dug even deeper past that, and Abby was like, you need to forgive yourself now for it, because I've already forgiven you. And, like, I don't know if it was... I don't actually know if you've ever said it, like, out loud in person to me for that scenario. Like, we haven't really talked about it other than that time on the podcast. Yeah. But, like, you and I haven't sat down and just, like, me and you talked it out. Yeah. But I guess I haven't forgiven myself for it because I know how impulsive I can be and like I try to maintain those decisions as much as I can mm-hmm. but with how bad it went I did I don't want to do it again and cost us another four years for something else yeah. or like I feel like I could easily fall back into those habits so I feel like I have to stop all impulsive decisions like the second they come up so every decision, like, I question whether it's impulsive or not, and then I second-guess it immediately once I make a decision. Yeah. And that's even for, like, 
the smallest of things. Mm-hmm. Like getting extra food for myself at some point. Yeah. Yeah, so like with the with the scenario of like moving and me uh making a lot of I don't want I'm trying to say not progress. Right. <laughs> it basically held me back from finishing school and it took a lot longer because of, you know, X, Y, and Z and everything. And actually the last time that we did talk about this, um you weren't the only, I did say that you weren't the only thing mm. that contributed to me not going to school because at the, <clears throat> at the same time, my grandma had passed away and, right. and all of that stuff that, occurred. That's when you blamed it on me in that little blooper. <laughs> yeah. That blooper was hilarious. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yes, it's been a really long time, and also on top of that, I am looking at my degree as we sit here. Yep, I and, s- we see it every day. Yeah, and like, I guess the the trust that I do have in you, because I put all of the trust that I have into you, mm. I forgive you, mm-hmm. but it, I, I don't remember saying I forgive you. I guess I just assumed that I said it to you, Yeah. but if you need to hear it, I forgive you. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So... That led us to talking about forgiving yourself mm-hmm. and how hard that can be, especially when you first start doing it. And I was t- I was kind of telling Juan about this, but I started doing acts of forgiveness to myself randomly when things popped up in my head. So have you ever had like a memory pop up of something you did that was extremely cringy? And you look back and you're like, ew, why did I do that? I hate myself for that. I mean, I can probably think of one, yeah. Okay. There are a bunch of things that have popped up for me. The most recent one that has been really hard for me to forgive myself for is um, I've done a lot of cringy things before or embarrassing embarrassing things. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) this is so awkward, but do you remember... Right after we got engaged and somebody asked to see my ring Mm -hmm. and I kind of like took it off and kind of like tossed it over to them because I didn't know how to interact. Mm -hmm. And you yelled at me immediately after because she didn't catch it and the ring (laughs) fell on the floor. Oh, yeah. I do remember that. Juan, I cannot tell you how often that pops into my head. (laughs) <laughs> and I hate it so much that I'm like, stop thinking about it. And I have to distract myself from doing it, like from thinking about it. Mm-hmm. I have that happen a lot with different things. So instead of those things, so for maybe, maybe for you, those things are impulsive decisions. Mm-hmm. For me, they're memories of things that I do that are embarrassing or crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and that came from a place of not being confident in my own body or who I was as a person. Right. Whereas I'm confident in who I am now. Mm-hmm. So with me being confident with who I am now, when something like that pings into my head and I have to remember it and relive it, um, I take a deep breath and I'm like, oh my God. And I just sit there and I'm openly like, I address like the scenario and I'm like, I forgive you. Mm-hmm. I understand why you did it. Because you felt embarrassed or um, out of place or not confident or whatever. And I just address how I was feeling. 
So like you're forgiving yourself, like you're saying it to yourself out loud. Yeah. Oh, okay. Out loud in the mirror, it helps in the mirror. Mm-hmm. I don't like to Good do it in the mirror. Good old affirmations. <laughs> but yeah, whenever those embarrassing thing po- things pop up, I just say it out loud. I relive it, and I'm like, I know you did this because you felt embarrassed, you felt uncomfortable, you felt not confident, and you were trying to be somebody that you weren't. It's okay. We don't have to keep reliving it. Mm-hmm. What you did is fine, and I forgive you. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of rest in that space after I say, like, I forgive you. And I take a few deep breaths. And then a lot of times I don't think about it ever again. Nice. There are a lot of things that have popped in my head. The ring thing is the most recent thing. And I don't think about it anymore. If it helps you let it go, I definitely don't think about that scenario whatsoever. That makes me feel a lot better. I... Only remember it when you bring it up. Yeah. I do not think about it. It's not in my head. It's just because, like, for me in that scenario, looking back at it, like, I don't know anybody that was engaged. And then on top of that, our families didn't really take it the best. Mm. So I felt, like, ashamed to be engaged because there was so much disapproval from the people closest to us. Right. So... when friends came up to us and were like, oh, my God, let me see your ring. I basically was like, get this thing away from me because I can't handle the embarrassment or the shame anymore. Uh, Not because I was embarrassed of it, but because I felt the pressure of other people being shameful of me. I didn't know you felt like that. Yeah. Yeah. When did that stop? When, I think a month before we got married. What made it change? When I realized that we were a month away Mm -hmm. and half of the shit was paid for and nobody was stopping it now. Yeah. So all of the people that wanted to argue with me over dumb shit, I was like, well, you know what? I am a month away from not being my previous last name. Mm -hmm. So... You can be mad at me all you want, Mm -hmm. but it's happening, basically. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it felt like, you know, it was tumbling. It was like a snowball getting bigger. And I was like, all right, there's nothing you can do about this. I get the final say. Mm -hmm. And then the closer we got, the more, like, angsty people got, like, in our families, especially in mine. And I realized that there was nothing that anybody could do. And we got married all the same. And then everybody kind of backed off. Yeah. Because once it was done, it was done. Yeah. Look at us now. Trailblazers over here. Trailblazers stand married. (laughs) (laughs) You're wild, bro. You're fucking wild. (laughs) Wow. Uh, backhanded comments. Anyway. So, yeah, when things like that pop up for me, I just embrace it and see, like, where that feeling came from. So, for me, the feeling came from shame mm-hmm. and guilt. And I was like, you don't have to feel those things anymore because look at where we are now. Mm-hmm. But 
there is a part of you that is stuck in that time because you can't let it go. So in order to let it go, you have to acknowledge what you were feeling then, why you were feeling it, and mm-hmm. forgive yourself for those things because you were feeling those things based off of the decision that you made, basically. Right. So I think that you should do... I think that everybody should do that. shouldn't hold on to things like that. Well, the conclusion that I've come to is like... There's a difference between letting it go and, like, actually forgiving yourself for it. Yeah. Sorry, I meant that. No, like, I... That's what I wrote down real quick, like, so I didn't forget that thought. Like, just because you're able to let it go doesn't mean you've forgiven yourself. Because, like, I haven't felt the stress of the impulsive decisions and the weight of it. Like, especially with the school thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you have your degree here. I took you to Arizona like I said I would. Mm-hmm. We had a great time. Who knew that I, we would have taken our daughter to Arizona with I know. us? That's fucking wild. Yeah. But like we we did it. Yeah. We got past it. It's over and I'm not making those decisions anymore. Mm-hmm. But that just allowed me to be like, "All right, it's out of here. I ain't got to worry about it anymore. Yeah. It's not in my face. I don't have to deal with it. The thing that's in my face every day is <laughs> this degree sitting right under the light. And I know you felt really emotional at my graduation. Yeah, absolutely. And everything. But, like, I don't think it's been properly acknowledged to the point that, like, you can forgive yourself for it. It was. It's realistically pretty recent, though, too. Like, Oh, yeah. It, you just graduated in May. Mm-hmm. And, like, other than that time on the podcast, that was the only other time I talked about it. And, like, you saw how emotional I got. You know when... I feel like I've messed up in that way. Like, I I take it to heart. Like, yeah. it, it hurts me. Like, when I work through it, mm-hmm. if everybody doesn't know by now, I'm a pretty emotional guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel so strongly over almost everything. So, like, it's crazy to see the ripple effect of, like, how even though that's past, like, it's still moving forward and still affecting the way I do it now because like in our text messages Abby addressed um like how I bring every decision to her and like I question it every time and I'm like all right pros and cons can I can I can't can I or can't I or can we can't we what what's gonna happen like how are we gonna recover from this like because it's not gonna be cheap it was 25 for the class Mm -hmm. it's gonna be like 40 in tolls who knows about gas? Who knows about what food I'm going to buy? I'm going to have to survive off of, like, a bread sandwich again. hmm But she was also like, yo, you know you're going to have a great time. You know you're going to enjoy it and be hype on the way home. You're going to be tired, yeah, but you're going to go to work on Friday and be fine. Yeah, it's Friday. I know. But my brain is, like, is I'm more worried about the feeling of it. And, like, the drag of a four-hour drive by myself after an eight-hour day of work Mm -hmm. to then try and release for two hours and then build up more angst about another four-hour drive home to where I'm not going to get home until, like, midnight, one o'clock, if not later, Mm -hmm. while also, like, you know, I get paranoid about falling asleep because I've driven home late from dance jobs like that and, like been dozing like it's it's scary yeah so like i think the difference is now though like 
this is somebody that you've been wanting to meet and wanting yeah. to take class from to the point that you were willing to pay for their Patreon. Yeah. I've never done that. Like, I don't pay for any classes so unless it's in person. Me knowing you, I think that you'll be really hype after it's done and you'll spend a lot of the drive home reflecting yeah. and being like, wow, I wonder how I can connect with this, with this and, you mm-hmm. know, with your dance journey and everything. But I think you're looking at it from the perspective of where you left off with driving with dance. Yeah. And how sluggish it became and how often you were doing it. Mm-hmm. But you were and you were going to get paid for those jobs and they were exhausting for you. Yeah. And this is something that you're like, oh, I want to do this so bad. Yeah. You know, the hype doesn't end once the class is over. But I also treat it like... Like I want to do something, but Mm -hmm. I tell myself that I can't have it. Mm -hmm. Shout out to (laughs) self-sabotage. I know I do that. Yeah. Because I always assume... That I can't afford it mm-hmm. because that's usually been the case with either how we lived as kids because there were so many of us in one house. And, like, you know, we're figuring that out now with Jewel. Like, it's hard to take care of everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, all right, how am I going to work this out? Oh, I can't because it's going to cost me more. It's not just a $25 class. It's mm-hmm. like a almost probably $200 night. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not getting paid for it. I'm not get like, I shoot it all down. Every bit of hype that I have just gets pounded down by all of those unnecessary negativities. Mm-hmm. And this is all because I can't forgive myself. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems like it's not related whatsoever. But it is. But it's the root. Like that's the deep. Cause of it. Mm-hmm. You don't want to do anything enjoyable for yourself because you think it's going to affect me and Jewel. Mm-hmm. And that stems back to. Especially that because time. of like all of anything dance related. I was like, yep, I'm taking it. I don't care. <laughs> don't matter. I got to go to Florida. All right, we're driving. Ugh. Let's go to Miami. We're making a weekend of it. Oh, God, no. <laughs> like, I'll never go back to Miami. <laughs> we just, <laughs> I'm ignoring you. <laughs> we just did whatever because I was like, I'm going to do it. I don't care what anyone says. I know, but you're also comparing your, how old were you then? 21? Your 21 but, year old mentality to 25 year old you. Yeah. Those are two different people. I know. 21 year old you wasn't married and didn't have a kid we were married no we weren't before we went to florida no we weren't no i know that at 21 we got wasn't i 21 yeah later that summer oh (laughs) yeah that's not important anyway sorry yeah you have so much more responsibility now i know And you handle it very well because you handle it, hear me out on this, responsibly. So responsibly that you're the only person working. I just nose whistle while (laughs) you're in the microphone. (laughs) I wish I could have ignored it, but it sounded like a fucking wind from the West. Jesus Christ. 
I hate it here. What is happening? Anywho. Forgive yourself. Look in the mirror right behind you. Get up. I'm going to make him do it right now. Live demonstration. What do I say? Acknowledge what you did. You used to be an impulsive person. Very impulsive. And what did that do? It affected everyone else around you, and you did it selfishly. And I forgive you. You don't do that anymore. You're responsible. You can go to this dance class and you'll be fine. Thank you for that live demonstration. He did. He sounded so far away because he did look in the mirror. So. Yes, I did it. Putting putting the healing on blast, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if we you're practice somebody, what we preach. Yeah, if you're somebody that, um, like me, you'll remember small instances like that. Like, I could name a hundred. Like, me tossing my ring. Um, something random, something randomly cringy from high school pops into your head. Or something like that. Or something embarrassing you said when you were, like, ten. Mm. Or whatever. Anything. Anything that pops into my head that's, I have like, one of those moments. Yep. Yeah. Won't forget it. Yeah. One of, I think it was like a friend of my dad's that had come over and then it was like their significant others or whatever. And like, we were all just sitting there watching TV and I said something and they both just looked at each other and smiled. And like when I was a kid, like they didn't say anything to me. They didn't respond. It was something stupid about the TV show. Like I was just given like a, a dumb fact about it. Mm-hmm. And they just looked at each other and gave like an uncomfortable smile and I was like, hmm, don't like the way that feels. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> yeah. And, like that constantly pops into my head. Forgive yourself. Do I got to get up? <laughs> no, you can do that later. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that off camera. You can do that later. Camera. There's a camera. Maybe. Shut your mouth. Maybe soon. Continue. So if you are somebody that like, I'm sure a lot of us do it. There's no way it's just me and you. It feels like it, which makes me feel worse. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) But I have all of these things that pop into my head that, like, are just random memories. And it's like, why is my brain forcing me to cringe right now when I was just in peace? Yeah. And the reason is because you need to forgive yourself. And it's hard, especially at first. Like, you, you may, because of the significance of that decision and how it affects you now, you may have to forgive yourselves. We didn't ask for a guest appearance today, ma'am. Go to bed. I know I'm going to have to do it again. Like, I I did it on mm-hmm. on this. Yeah. I, I feel it, but I got to do it, like, seriously. Yeah. So, like, it may take a few times, but the point is, is that you keep doing it every time something cringy pops into your head or something embarrassing pops into your head. I or can't- for me, that instance of impulsiveness yeah or like things that are like that really like weigh on you i find that it's easier to address the cringy things first Mm -hmm. and the embarrassing things first because it's now made room for the things that feel really heavy and Mm -hmm. really uncomfortable so like the ring thing is actually not like for me a cringy thing it was a really heavy thing that i couldn't let go of because the feeling of shame overshadowed it 
So for it was a cringy moment, but I know what it was backed up by. So for me, that was a really deep wound that I was like, it's okay. You did this cringy thing because of all of these other things that you were feeling. Right. So there was like a two-part connection type of thing. But there are just like one-off instances where I said something dumb and I'm like, wow, you idiot. But I forgive you and I love you. Yep. So if you are somebody that struggles with those memories popping into your head, start with the little things. The little things are going to be the easiest. Just acknowledge it, understand it, forgive yourself. And I promise you, it will not pop into your head nearly as often. I like that. Yeah. I've been doing this for like three months now. Yeah. Yeah. And I will say that like there was once I started, a lot of things would pop into my head at once Mm -hmm. or like continually throughout a week or something. And I would be like, oh, my God, why is this happening? I just started forgiving myself. And it was because there was so much forgiveness that needed to be had. Right. Because there's so many things that we do just because we're human and we're trying to survive and appease Mm -hmm. all of these people around us that you just push back or push down. And once you open that door to forgiveness, there's so many different, so many different versions of you at different ages that are running to that door Mm -hmm. that are like, please forgive me. Wow. Yeah. It definitely opens a door. I will say that. Well, good. I'm glad you started this. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah. So what did we learn? We learned to forgive you. Whoa, to Don't for- need to punch it. Forgive sorry. yourself for punching it. I'm sorry. Forgive your hand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just said I'm sorry. You just people pleased. Oh. What are you doing? <laughs> forgive yourself for doing. No, I'm kidding. I We're not. <laughs> I don't know why I said I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you said you're sorry to everything. I know, but forgive yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you. Yeah. And on that note, if you haven't heard it, we hope you have a great day. We love you. Peace, love. And applesauce? Why? Why did you almost forget it? Oh, my God. Go to bed.